run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode number 302 of The Freelancer Show. This week on our panel, we have Eric Dietrich. Hello. And Jeremy Green. Hey. And today we are going to be talking about business cards and other marketing materials. And so as it is this topic, so I will like kick it off a little bit, at least with some background. So I guess it was about a month ago, month and a half ago, I went to the annual international uh, uh, PyCon, the International Python Conference in the U.S. I had an amazing time. It was really great. And before I went, I decided to print a business card because I hadn't really printed them up in a few years. Um, because quite frankly, the last time I printed them up, like five, six years ago, maybe a little more, I was not doing only training. I was doing sort of general stuff. And so I got, and no one really cared about my business cards anyway. So I got ugly, bad cards that just talked about being, I think it said web technology expert on it. And I didn't have any of my like modern ways to get in touch with me. And I didn't really say what I did, which is really training. So I decided, okay, I'm going to be meeting lots of people. I want to hand out business cards. Um, and then I spent a lot of time thinking about, do I really need business cards? Like, am I going to hand them out? Do people read them? Do people look at them at all? So I spent about a fair amount of time like putting them together. And I think actually they were very helpful to have. And um, so I thought it might be interesting to talk about like wh- whether I'm alone in thinking that they are good and useful. And then um, I mean, I suggested we sort of expanded to say, well, what other good, useful things can you have to give to people to market yourself, whether it's online or in person? So... So there we go. So let's start with, do you guys have business cards? <laughs> I have a box that I bought years and years ago that I just still haven't ran out of yet uh, that are really pretty very minimal. Just have my name, email address, and uh, website. Um, so for me, that actually sounds eerily similar to my own situation. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I would have first made the box of... 500 or a thousand business cards that I have from Vistaprint. <laughs> and this would have been about 2010 or 11. And I spent some money on them. They're pretty nice looking in retrospect. I realized that this was not a particularly lean approach. I didn't know what I was doing all that well at the time. So I was kind of doing all this, you know, business person mimicry, if you will, I'm going to, you know, design a logo and I'm going to do all this stuff, even though I don't have any clients yet. Um, <laughs> so I got these business cards and I have given out a lot over the years. It's just that I ordered so many of them up front that I still have them. Um, <laughs> so no regrets really, but uh, I don't know that I get a ton of utility out of them, uh, you know, typically, especially lately. 
Right. So that's that's sort of like where I was. And I thought, okay, I'm going to this conference. I'm going to meet lots of people. Um, maybe, just maybe, it'll make sense for me to have cards that they will, like, that will help to explain who I am. Um, because I also had the, the box full of, I don't even want to say they were, like, I mean, was there a logo on them? No, there's not really a logo on them. I just went to sort of the local printing place near my house, and I had them, you know, pull out business card template number 312. And they said, what color do you like? <laughs> I said, I like green. Um, and, like, so they put put them in green. And that was that. And then every time I'd go somewhere with a lot of people, I'd pull out a bunch of business cards, hand out maybe five of them, and then sort of shake my head at how many I had bought. Um, <laughs> so, so, right. So this time around, I said, okay, I'm going to be meeting lots of people. I want to be able to shove my business card into their hands, and I want to immediately tell them what I do and how this can help them. And so some of the things so, – so, like, on the front – and this is like a positioning sort of thing. I'm going like, to pull up my card here. You can hear the quality of the cardboard. Actually, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago in uh, Picks, but I ordered them from Moo.com, and um, I made sure to order them so that they would like arrive in time before the conference. And uh, about a week before the conference, they were stuck in customs coming to Israel already for about a week. And I contacted Moo. I said, "Ah, uh, what am I going to do?" And they said, "Well, we can send them directly to your hotel in the U.S." I said, that's fantastic. And, you know, I hate to ask you this, but, like, can you give me a discount on new cards? Because, like, they're stuck in customs. And they said, what do you mean discount? We're going to print you new ones and overnight them to you for free. So I was blown away by this service. Wow. Nice. Um, and, um, like, it got to the conference. And I am, of course, now, as demonstrated on this podcast, like, a, an enthusiastic customer for life and uh, recommending <laughs> them to everyone I know. Um, so, so on the front... I decided to put like, you know, my name and I needed to come up with a, a short tagline that would describe what I do. And this is like positioning 101. What can you say that will immediately clarify to people what it is you do? So basically, I, I wrote down uh, like my tagline is teaching Python and data science around the world. Now, why would I say that? Because I figure someone's going to look at it and say, wait a second, you live in Israel. Why should I hire you? So I like wanted to make it clear I work with people around the world and that the main things I teach are Python and data science. Um, and it was like eerily prophetic. I would hand my card to someone at the conference, uh, or shove it into their hands and they would immediately say, Oh, wow, you teach Python. What courses do you teach? And here I have to say, it was like a great feeling. I would say to them, turn the card over. <laughs> and on the other side of the card, it says my courses. And here is what like listing all of them with a link to the syllabi that I have on my website. And I have to say that combination of things worked magically. I mean, it's not like I've got people calling me all the time for that, but like the combination of punchy tagline and, oh, this is exactly what you do. This is how I can use your services helped to sort of categorize me in their minds so that they didn't need to start thinking, wait, is he appropriate? Is he inappropriate? It's just, oh yeah, that like, if we need that, we know who, we know what he does and we know who to go to. So after giving all that out, did you... Um, do you have I, metrics might be the wrong term, but do you have a sense for how many people then followed up, you know, specifically because of the business cards? Um, I'm guessing close to none so far. No, that's not true. That's not true. Um, I got email from about four or five people, I guess, from the conference. How many of them are actually going to be paying customers? I'm not sure. I'm guessing a few of them, although two of them said, uh, you know, just want to you know, sort of, you know, touch base and your weekly Python exercise course sounds really interesting. So it means that some people at least read them. Some people sort of had some passing interest. Um, 
And it, it was all an experiment. I figured, you know, I was going to the conference in part so that I would learn these things and see how it worked and see how I could get drum new business. I'll also say that um, one of my ways of getting cards in a lot of people's hands was, I mean, granted, wandering around and chatting with people and giving them my cards, but also um, uh, I they had a, uh, uh, like, I don't know, booths. I guess every, every conference is booths from different sponsors there. And so most people go to the booths because they want to buy products or because they want a job there. And I went to the booths and said, if you're here, you're interested in Python and you spend money on it, do you spend money on training? <laughs> and uh, I'd say about two thirds of them said, actually, we do training in-house, but sure, give us your card and like, it might be useful. Um, but a few of them said, really interesting, we'll see. So, the, the, and I, I mean, I gave them all my cards, like why not? But, um, but I thought that was a way to sort of get my name out there because who knows, right? Like my experience in speaking at conferences is that six months go by and you get a phone call from someone you've never heard of who says, oh yeah, I saw you speak. So I'm sort of betting here that someone at some point in the next few months will be rummaging through their old pockets, right? And say, oh, this guy, right, right. Let me contact him. And then again, maybe not, right? We, we will see. But it was definitely hundred times better than the old cards would have been because there's like tangible stuff, a clear statement, and they know what I do and what I can offer to them. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, because as, as you were describing this, especially like, um, here's what I do, here's where I do it, and a succinct summary on the back. Like, if I think of my business cards, they're sort of the traditional business cards with contact information and some generic headline. I don't have them in front of me. It says something like professional software engineering. <laughs> um yeah. So it wouldn't really be super helpful in positioning me to anybody. Um, what I've found over the years is that, by and large, the most connections I make with the business cards are when the person I'm handing it to has more probably reason to want to contact me than vice versa. So rather than leads, it's people like, for instance, I used to do office hours at a startup incubator, and I would give out business cards to people who were there to ask me for advice. And when I did that, it was decently likely that they would email me or call me later and ask me for advice. So this wasn't really helping my business per se. It was making connections. But those are the people more likely to follow up. I don't remember a lot of incident, uh, incidents where I handed out a business card at something like a conference and um somebody called me back and said hey i want to you know buy app dev or whatever it might have been uh from you right right very true but i don't um, know how much of that might have been um you know, how much different might it have been if i had succinct positioning information and here's how i can help you then yeah maybe when they dig it out of their pocket they um uh, reach out and, and are interested in a sales conversation I'll say my, my one most embarrassing moment with the business card uh, was at the LinkedIn booth where I was talking to the guy a bit and I said, oh, here, I'll give you my card. And I realized then, oh, wait, <laughs> he said, why don't you just give me your LinkedIn ID? <laughs> 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 right. The company is trying to put business cards out of business. Um, OK, maybe not the brightest <laughs> move, but fine. He, he he laughed it off. So I guess I will, too. <laughs> How would you give him your LinkedIn ID, though? Well, it just happens to be my first name. So I just said it's Ruben, and he was like, oh, that's oh. Uh, Yeah, it, I'm picturing that as my LinkedIn URL is like a series, series of alphanumerics. It's certainly not something I would have known. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Mine's terrible. It's, um, well, it's a combination of uh, it, it double advantage of joining early and having an unusual name. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I must say, like, I mean, I got business cards from people also. And generally, they were these very sort of generic, you know, I work for company X and my title is Y. Um, and sometimes I had to think, hmm, who was this person? But other times it was definitely sort of more exciting, interesting, unique, mind, uh, you know, easy, easy to remember. Um, and I definitely, I probably should do the smart thing, which is follow up with these people whose cards I got rather than, you know, <laughs> just just put them in the back of a drawer or connect them on LinkedIn and be done with it. Um, that would probably be to my advantage as well. Now that I think about it, connecting on LinkedIn, I think would be good. Uh, like I'm like you, I'm now thinking of being a consumer of business cards. And I think what usually has happened over the years is that I collect them. They sit in my wallet for a while. And then I'm sort of always putting them aside and saying, I'll think about maybe how this could be useful to me later. They become a stack and then inevitably I wind up throwing them out. But if in the moment when I was throwing them out, something jumped out at me as to how that person could help me, I think that would look a lot different as I was shuffling through contact information. And then if I'd gotten one that says, hey, I do uh, Python training around the world and here are some examples, that becomes actionable even if I've forgotten our conversation. Right. I'm thinking that there was a guy at the conference who was saying one thing that uh, he, he's actually a training manager. And he was saying one thing that trainers should have on their website is an example of them training in video. Um, and, hmm, I wonder if like, uh, you know, I, I have this, uh, I have a QR code on my uh, business card. It's truth be told, mostly <laughs> aimed at my clients and, uh, but I not only to label me as an A1 nerd, but because uh, <laughs> I know people in China use them and they're not so comfortable typing in like English characters and names. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe I could have like a, a video pop up there. Hi, welcome. You know, thanks for coming to my website, something like that. Uh, yeah, you, you you have unlocked the secret video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that idea myself. When I was thinking about how do you kind of expand on the business card into other sorts of marketing assets, where that sort of um, connection, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, is what I was thinking of. Where what's something physical you could hand out in um, interpersonal conversations that then kind of translates into what maybe is your digital funnel where you can start to, I don't know, quantify that and measure it and whatnot. Um, you know, I think of back being in college, even I'm trying to remember when I would go to the booths for, I was in a CS program and, you know, there were recruiters there and they had all sorts of swag to hand out. And there were things like, you know, there was uh, CDs were big at the time. So they would have these like tiny CDs that would fit in your pocket, get home and put it in. And it would be a pitch for the uh, company's recruitment, you know, I'm, my brain is going towards things like that, you know, or the QR code that you're mentioning. How do you, uh, I guess, create a digital experience from something you physically hand to someone? And I don't have a lot of great ideas off the top, but it's interesting. Well, Moo actually offered these um, uh, NFC cards that basically, like, you give your business card out and they can scan it with their phone and it takes them to a URL. And so I asked them about it and they said, oh, yeah, those are out of stock and they weren't going to get them back in stock. It wasn't obvious to me if it would be worth the money, but it seemed really cool. <laughs> yeah. One interesting trick I've seen with uh, business cards for trying to help them be more memorable and kind of combat the scenario that you mentioned, Eric, where you've got your, this stack of cards and you're looking at them thinking, who was this person? When did I talk to them and about what? Uh, is they had their their information on the front of the card and on the back of the card it was kind of like a Mad Libs thing where it said, we chatted about blank at blank. And when they hand somebody a card, they would also have a pen and whip it out and say, you know, we chatted about 
Ruby and beer and photography at the RailsConf after party 2014 mm. in Chicago. Uh, that is fantastic. Yeah, it was it was really great. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but I still have that card just because it's it's <laughs> memorable. And like every time I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah. And that's a great trick, too. So I, I really like that that idea and have meant to kind of steal it, but still have my box of a thousand cards that I will probably never run out of. I'll add by the one thing that I, I took off of my card was my mailing address because uh, it was just taking up room mm. and who cares? Like instead I made sure, you know, email and Twitter and web and even put on my Skype and WeChat IDs so that people could get in touch with me. But like who, who's going to send me mail? And if they do, they, they'll, they'll ask me for my address. So that definitely, like it was surprising to me that I took that off and it didn't seem to make any difference. Yeah. I don't think I would include that now that you mentioned it. If I were going to go back eight years later, seven years later, however long it's been and, and revisited. I don't want mail, especially because, <laughs> you know, we do the slow travel thing. It's been a battle to get clients oh, no. checks and stuff like that's a hassle. I please do not send me things in the mail. So, so what other, well, I mean, what other business card tips do we have for people? And, and after that, we can move on to other mem- memorable memory making assets. I think if thinking is the receiver of a business card, um, kind of anything that makes it stand out and be memorable. Um, so anything that gets you away from the sort of like, here's my contact information and my job title and a logo, um, just cause you're going to see so many of those. Like I'm thinking for instance, that, um, we're uh, for one of my businesses bringing in some folks to do VA work um, with a heavy flavoring of potentially design and social media assets. And the resumes that I was getting from these people, I'm thinking to myself, you know, man, it's been a long time since I sent out a resume, but mine looked nothing like this. Like these are actually really fun to look at. So <laughs> kind of taking that idea and, you know, shrinking it into business card format somehow, again, not a designer. So I don't know how you do that, but something that people look at and, and are like, wow, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. I guess I never thought about that, that like, you know, the, the style of those, those kids nowadays, they might have interesting ideas for business cards. <laughs> Yeah, one thing I did, uh, I'm a kind of hobby photography buff, and uh, for a little while had a side business uh, where I was trying to do photography and sell prints and stuff. And through Moo, I had done a, a batch of cards where they would put a different image on every single, on the back of every card. Uh, so on the front of the card, it had my contact info, and on the back, it had one of, I don't know, 12 or 24 different. Uh, photos that I had taken. And uh, those, when I would hand them out, people would often look at, see that there were different cards and then be like, oh, let me look at all of those and I'm going to pick the one that I like. Uh, and so that, oh, that was kind of cool just in that it it kind of got people interested huh. in what I was actually doing, the photography, you know, gave them a chance to to look at some of my stuff right there in the process of, hey, give me one of your cards. Uh so that that was neat. It's been a while since I've had any of those, but very nice. I suppose you know if you're a, a designer or something, you could do something similar. Have little portfolio pieces on the back of your business cards. Though, so, yeah, I mean, I would be interested to see what some of these designers I was talking about would carry around in person. It might, it might be worth <laughs> asking some of them. Yeah, for sure. 
So what else can and should we use to sort of let people know about ourselves, make an impression, stick out, take a, take a play, you know, room on their desks? I was going to say, when I was running an agency back in the day, we had we spent a lot of work trying to put together a little trifold brochure that kind of talked about what we did. Uh, I honestly don't know that that was a good use of time or effort. I don't know that, you know, that piece of marketing collateral really ever swayed anybody or won us work that we wouldn't have otherwise won. Um, I'm thinking of... Um so given the content business that I'm in, one of the things um, I work from time to time with somebody who's a publisher and has this kind of niche where he'll take um, blog posts that you've written and then turn them into an ebook and put them in the stores for you or even do a physical book because he has deals with some physical printers. Mm-hmm. And he and I have talked about the idea and this might – I don't know as much for a solo consultant. This might be a little intense, but for say something like a decently sized app dev agency where you might do something like that and then actually – um, come to conferences with physical copies of your book, which I imagine is somewhat of a powerful thing uh, that you're then kind of giving out and saying, hey, uh, you, you know, check check it out. We've written the book on unit testing or, you know, this style of software development or whatever. Um, again, that's pretty high investment, but it's, you know, I, I would also imagine pretty compelling depending on your audience. Yeah, definitely a... Uh kind of solidifies the idea that you have authority in your uh, whatever it is that you're writing about. I had thought about the idea of, and I feel like I've seen this somewhere before, you know, years ago before um, it was obvious what a security risk with this would be, but like you could hand out, say, jump drives, and if the people trust <laughs> enough, they pop it in and there's a presentation. Yeah. I guess there'd have to be a pretty big trust factor there for something like that, not to seem like a scam. You know, calling naive until you mentioned it now, it never occurred to be what like a, an insane security risk that was. But yeah, everyone was doing that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, the the branded drives that had your logo on it, and you pop it in, and it opened up a little flash movie or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I wonder if there's some way to to recreate that dynamic without you know, asking for all that trust or what have you, just, um, the QR code I think does it, but you know, something yeah. you give to someone physically and then in, in their spare time when they're back in their hotel room or whatever, it turns into a little presentation or something. Um, I don't know what that looks like, but I think that could be pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the point of these things is, is what, like you want someone to think about you after they meet you, remember the meeting and say, oh, yeah, this is someone with whom I really should and could do business, right? They will really solve my problems. And so a movie actually doesn't sound like a bad way to go about it at all. Um, I often tell people, like in my class, like I just finished a class today, and I always finish my classes by saying, and hey, um, you know, I have this mailing list where I send out free programming advice uh, every Monday. So, you know, if you want to join it, no, you know, no cost to you. And I even say to them, and don't worry, like, Yes, I will advertise my stuff on there on occasion, but your bosses actually like they paid for this course, so feel obligated to buy things. And so, first of all, I get a ton of people on my mailing list that way. Second of all, I feel like it adds to my mind share, right? Because every single Monday, then they're getting something from me, and so it's increasing the odds that they will remember who I am. And when uh, it comes time to like when when their uh, you know when their boss at their next company is looking for training, my my name will be fresh in their minds. Um, and quite frankly, every so often they really do buy things for me, even though I feel 
a little tiny bit guilty about it. But like just today after class, this guy came up to me and said, oh, wait, you have a book on regular expressions. Yeah, I, de- I definitely want to get that. Um, hmm. So like mention like like so I, I find that my mailing list and just be able to give people the URL and say sign up it's free is a good way to sort of remain in people's minds and um, you know for to stay fresh with them. Yeah, I like that. It's you know I was kind of thinking is there an easy way with a physical medium to give people a call to action to get in, in your funnel or even just to give them like a tip, you know, something as simple as on the back of, uh, of a card, maybe you have some kind of killer tip or another. And then below that, it says, you want more tips like this, you know, go here and sign up for this mailing list or what have you. That might be, I, I kind of am toying around in my head with the idea of like, how do you in the form of a business card or some other small asset, give them a little bit of value so that the thing they associate you with is that bit of value. Well, I know that Philip Morgan, when he gives a talk, um, sets up a custom URL. And I don't know if it's the same URL for each talk or a different one. I think it's a different one. But he then, um, like, and and so if you go there, you get to download the slides, for example. Hmm. And so I can easily imagine doing that on a business card, right? I love the idea of doing tips. And so you have like a two-line tip, and then you have a really easy redirected URL that people can go to. Um, to get more and sign up. Yeah, that's um, using something to put a memorable URL in, in there or something that makes it easy to take it from the business card and type it in. I think that would be, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and if you know, if you did a very small run targeted at a specific conference, and you, you know, you could design the card to have the context of the conference so that it lists the name of the talk that you gave and the URL to get to the slides. Uh, you know, I could see that being more useful than just your standard, you know, card that you expect to be able to use for 10 years. Uh, yeah, I thought about doing that actually with my cards for PyCon. I was like, well, maybe I'll do something special. And I said, okay, let's, let's not be totally crazy. These do actually cost money. Uh, <laughs> like, and this is all like highly experimental here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like that idea of like, you know, if you can, certainly like making the URL unique. I thought about doing that. I might even still have it as of now, like a month later. But I don't think so. I don't think it says like, hello, Python, Py- Py- PyCon attendee. I think I just sort of made that generic as well. <laughs> Well, what you were doing there is, you know, far more uh, advanced than anything I've ever done with business cards. It sounded pretty cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, like, what about, you know, people talk all the time about digital products, but, like, can you use a, a product to, like, get your name out there to make something memorable for people? You know, like a pamphlet or a white paper? I mean, I'm not, I mean, white paper is just an article that people can download the PDF, say. I mean, these are all basically, like, lead what are they called lead magnets that you can have Mm -hmm. on your website yeah in thinking about the white paper um that seems like you know because with with my business we'll excel white papers to clients and if i'm thinking about that depending on it's hard for me to get into specifics just off the top of my head but depending on what you were doing and what you were talking about at a conference that might also be powerful um you hand out a business card and on the back, it's got a link to a white paper where 
um, say, because uh, over the years I've dealt with like a lot of static code analysis. So maybe you were at a conference and you gave a talk on code quality or something, and you're handing out a business card that has you know your information, what you do, and then on the back it links to some um, white paper about groundbreaking findings on code quality using static analysis or something like that. That seems like it has some real potential where, you know, that that drives a conversation where you're saying to people who liked your talk, yeah, you know, and if you want, um, you can read a lot more about that here. And it's, you know, pretty readily available for you and interesting. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Giving them the, the option to get sort of more information definitely seems uh, useful and good. Yeah, and I think it, I mean, it'd have to be a link. I don't know, you probably wouldn't want to, you know, walk around with little folders full of the pages of white papers or something. So I'm imagining that it has to make the transition from the card to digital um, for the white paper to be a good uh, transition point. Right. What about like, I don't know, coupons for uh, for your courses, your books or something like that? Is, is that worthwhile or that's just, or is that a different sort of thing? I think, I think that's different. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I mean, it could be fun, I guess, if maybe the uh, the picture that's sketching out in my head is like, you know, you could you, you could maybe ham it up a little with like the coupon printed to look like Monopoly money. It's got some of your context and or, um, uh, contextual information, contact information and, um, you know, a QR code or whatever. So it's not a coupon per se, but it's, you know, meant to look like a coupon and it's a... I don't know, a way to make your business card stand out and to let people know that they're uh, getting a discounted introduction to your services or something. I don't, does that sound crazy or like it might be interesting? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like it could be, it, it could very well be good. Um, then again, I mean, like there are all the people who say never discount, never ever discount, <laughs> but <laughs> potentially be good. Yeah, I feel like if I had a pocket full of those, I might try it as for commissioning them and, and taking care of those logistics I'm not sure it seems like an overwhelming task although I guess if I got a designer to do it it might not be so bad <laughs> yeah I definitely spent way too long designing my business cards although like I mean I guess I'm happy with it so I can't complain too much <laughs> like my children knew I was really obsessing over these things for way too long so it's only natural that I'm like forcing the topic upon everyone here uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything else that maybe we can think of to like give out hand out promote ourselves that sort of way well you know so all these companies have t-shirts right but like i can't imagine that it's worth it to like make t-shirts or give them out um i'm sure people would would be happy to have free t-shirts but like what am i going to put out in my name <laughs> yeah i so i think um having worked as a map dev agencies over the years that tended to give away a lot of swag I think with the swag route, especially for someone that's a solo consultant or what have you, that I'd be more inclined to go with the traditional branding things like pens or magnets or, you know, I don't know what, but uh, stuff that people are going to use, you know, you could print your name and number on a pen or something. So over a T-shirt, I'd probably do something like that that's pretty portable and, and that um, people will put to use. Right, that's true. I think maybe the other thing that's occurring to me in like as a piece of advice for the listener, at least based on my own experience, is that 
everything we're talking about here is kind of like formulating, you know, some form of a marketing funnel plan or another that you have a, a discrete idea in mind for how the business card or whatever asset you're bringing with you is going to help you. It, you know, it might be a hypothesis that's not fully baked, but um, at least it's something versus my own experience where back in 2010, I'm going and hanging out my own shingle and I commissioned 500 business cards because, right, I'm supposed to have business cards. I would recommend staying away from that. Like, don't get assets like this until you have a concrete plan for how they're going to bring leads to you, or at least a you know a theory on it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Just just doing that thinking is important in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Good. Any any other uh, thoughts or comments, guys? Otherwise, uh, we'll move on to picks. Not for me. Yeah. All right. I, I got nothing. Jeremy. What kind of picks you got for us this week? Uh, this week, I'm going to once again recommend a book that I recommended a few weeks ago called Rock and Roll with Ember uh, by Balint Erdi. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a really good uh, introduction to the Ember programming framework. Uh, and it's uh, I've been working through it, and I really enjoy it. It's put together very well, very informational. If you're interested in Ember, I recommend it. And that's all Balance I got is, today. Is, is- Balance is great. He's a friend of mine, and uh, we were on a mastermind together for a few years. And um, I'm, I'm I'm happy to hear that uh, people from outside of his just like social circle and uh, close professional circle like his book too. No, that's great. That's great. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Uh-huh. I've I've met him at a few conferences. I like him a lot. Eric, what you got for us? So I've got a couple of non-technical slash non-business things um, that I've been enjoying this past week. One is this YouTube channel called SciShow. Um, and I'll get the link, but it's, it's sort of like Buzzfeed meets the science channel. So if you're going to waste time on YouTube, but you want to keep it having at least the semblance of some intellectual value, (laughs) this is an interesting one. So they're doing like, you know, the top six most poisonous animals in the world or, you know, the deadliest plagues and why they were so deadly. So it's very, you know, listicle kind of, um, format, but it's actually pretty like interesting and sometimes scientifically in-depth content where they're actually getting into the chemical compounds of things. So I've been kind of binge watching that in downtime over the last week. And then, um, the other recommendation I have is I spent forever looking for a pair of Bluetooth headphones for jogging that were kind of flexible and lightweight and weather resistant because I've gone through a bunch that just died when it was raining or something. And so I finally have this pair where I accidentally dumped myself in the lake and went underwater with them and they're still fine. Um, so I'll get the, uh, the link to those on Amazon for my order history. So if you are in the market for a pair of good weatherproof jogging headphones, these have been great. Wow, that's pretty great. Um, so I'm going to recommend, uh, I think I've recommended several of his other books before. Uh, Charles Whelan, who is, I think, now a professor at Dartmouth, but he used to live in Chicago. He, anyway, he is a professor of economics, and he writes beautifully. Um, so he has a whole bunch of books about economics. And the last one that I read is called Naked Statistics. He has this like, the whole naked thing, naked money, naked uh, economics, and now it's naked statistics. And um, it's just... I mean, I, I like statistics, okay? I'm weird that way, but <laughs> they are actually useful. I mean, I remember I took a course in statistics in graduate school, or two two courses, and I told my sister-in-law, I was like, this is the best thing ever, it's super cool. And then she had to take a nursing school, and she said, okay, I actually believed you when you said statistics is really interesting. This is like the driest thing I've ever learned in my life. I was like, I don't understand, I don't understand. And 
that's when my family just all rolled their eyes and said, oh, yeah, yeah, like the nerd. Fine. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it is actually a fun book. And he he really tries to strip out as much of the math as possible and get you to the conceptual understanding of what statistics are trying to um, help you understand and how they can give you a good lens to understand the world and sort of sort out uh, right from wrong and truth from fiction and good writing from bad writing in newspapers and journals and elsewhere. Um, so definitely a fun, interesting read. Um, as I said, he, he's just got like loads and loads of fantastic anecdotes in there, um, some of which I may end up stealing from my courses, but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> um, so there we go. So we've reached the end of another podcast. To our listeners, if there are topics, if there are guests that you would like us to address, please do not hesitate to contact us. We would be delighted to get new ideas for people and things. And uh, until then, I guess... Eric and Jeremy, thanks a lot. And we will see you next week on The Freelancer Show. Bye, everybody. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.